and welcome to the Cigarda Lounge podcast. My name's Jordan Foster, as always, and this is After Hours. So, joining me today is Jack Sutton, just like the last episode, and Jacob Welsh, who is a long friend of ours. And uh, we have overshot for time with this episode. We've actually recorded nearly two hours worth of audio for this podcast instead of the 30 like half an hour episodes that I said we were going to do it doesn't matter it's a really good conversation we talk about all kinds of stuff um, so that's that we also recorded this episode in Jacob's studio so we used all of his um, recording equipment for his band which is which is Mouth Culture by the way it's a great band good plug um, it sounds really really lush so if there's a big distinction from the last episodes and this one coming up it's because of that uh, there's going to be a few more changes to the podcast as a whole coming up which i'll announce on the next episode and on social media and we've got more interviews um, lined up as well as more after hours about to be recorded uh, which is really really good um, but yeah that's about it i won't store anymore we'll jump right into it so, introduction then. Yeah, right. Hello and welcome to the Cicada Lounge podcast. This is After Hours and joining me today is Jack Sutton and Jacob Welsh, both close friends of mine and I'm, of course, Jordan Foster. So, thank you for coming, guys. Really Bonjour. appreciate it. Thank, yeah. thank you for having Hola. us. I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Jack as well. I just said us, but yeah, that's right. thank you for having me, at least. Yeah, that's Never it. speak for me again. No, I'm no. sorry, I won't, I won't do that again. <laughs> I should have asked you first. It's amazing, really, isn't it, how quickly he switches to a professional. It's like the, uh, the no. beatbox guy from Old Police Academy. You can just turn yeah. it on. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only beatbox like that. Yeah, that's uh, it. I'm trying to think. Wait, it's what the guitar I'd sound for me. The way he gets incredible. That. It right? sounds like a guitar. It's mm. crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like how much of my body I would sell to be able to do that. I mean, this is the thing, right? The human mouth is an incredible instrument. Mm. I'm going straight for the natural. We've all mm. we've all got one, mm. and um, anyone can train theirs to do that. I, and I know this is that sounds crazy, but yeah, because you've been whining about that for years, haven't you, Jack? You've yeah. always wanted to be able to sing. I have. Um, it's just not. I, I don't. Th from what I've read into, it's not so much about you not having the right vocal cords. It's more about the signal. You can hear tone and you can process it, and you, your brain's sending the right messages to your voice box, but the way it's not. That's the problem. So from what I've read into, you, you can perceive it correctly, and you think you're sending the right messages, but they're jumbled. Yeah, it's right. almost like but, they're encrypted but to all, your voice. All box. that is is your your Perception. brain not being tuned. Because the more you sing and the more you hear yourself sing and tune, the more your brain realizes that miscommunication. I get that, and you but, can re, you mm. can literally retrain it to not not do that. I understand what you're saying, but it, like picking up that guitar, I went, "That's in the key of C, right?" And you went, "Yeah, well, C, yeah, whatever yeah, it was." But mm. to hear that, so there must be a a certain element i'm not tone deaf no no but it or what it is is the disconnect between your your physicality and uh, your so mental you, that, perception that is what it is that's then. Yeah, yeah not that your percent your perception is mental mm. i mean that purely mm. in a scientific term but i mm. felt like <laughs> there. you know what else is fucking incredible and yeah. i may trade beatboxing for synesthesia 
What's mm. that? Fuck. It's where um, you, when you hear sounds, you see colours. Yeah, your so, brain, brain synthesizes uh, visual colours when you hear sounds. I've heard of that. Yeah. That's crazy. pretty interesting. There's a yeah. pretty famous. She a violinist, and she is. She sees it as like blobs of pulsing light. So like yeah. a bee would be orange to see it in a vision. That's insane. I'm sure. I'm right. sure. Mm. I could be completely making this up, and yeah. I don't really know that much about it. Doesn't it. Matter. I'm sure. Roll I'm, it with it. I'm sure Dodie said that she had synesthesia. Dido. No, Dodie, the, that YouTuber from. Oh, Dodie! Yeah, wow, yeah. yeah, that's old school British yeah, yeah. YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. because she, she yeah. she's done some music, and the one song she's done, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's gorgeous, like an acoustic piece. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm sure I watched a like a BTS video of her making that or something, talking about it. Wow! And she said that she had synesthesia. I'm sure, it was. She made really? a video Dodie. for the British Transport Service. <laughs> <laughs> well it's the human body so it's about the natural world so it doesn't it's vaguely about the natural world right no but can yeah. i be explicit in my language yeah sure <laughs> not well, in his assumptions not about in my assumptions world. about the natural <laughs> yeah, world you can't say that <laughs> if, if it's too much or you go like completely right wing i'll yeah, bleep it yeah. out it's fine no no it's all right i won't i won't start shouting out like <laughs> like you know right right wing book titles and stuff i've just bleeped all that yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. What interests me about the human voice is something called echolalia, if you've heard about that. No, uh, what's that? So echolalia is the... Wait, can uh, we play a game? Can me and Jacob guess what it could be? Ooh, Go on then. Yeah, that's a good yeah. game. <laughs> okay, so um, echolalia, what is echolalia. it? Echolalia. Um, I'm going to let you go first on this one, Jacob. Okay. Well, we start with the word echo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, which I'm, I'm sure dates back to some sort of Latin word. Fuck, you've already <laughs> taken the reins on the Latin derivative. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure. Greek. Yeah, yeah Latin, it'll be Latin or Greek, echo. Mm. Uh, I mean, echo is a, is a letter in the Greek alphabet, isn't it? So Yeah. Um, so echo definitely goes by at least that far. It's a letter in the phonetic alphabet. Echo. I don't know about the Greek. Echo. Is it echo, echelon in Greek? What's, mm. what's E? E. Is it? Is it? Is it echelon or is that just something made up during wartime know. kind of thing? Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, no, sure. I'm going to stop talking about the etymology of the word echo because I don't know so anything about fact, it. Echolalia, what, what, I'm come, gonna, what comes to mind? Sorry, I'm going to go down another route here. Yeah. This is going back to something we were talking about before we started. I can never remember the difference between etymology and entomology. Ever. Entomology so go, is the so study what? of, of insects. <laughs> That's right? it, what is yeah. the entomology en, en, of that en, word? Right, there was this wrong. one beetle mm-hmm. years ago that came up with this <laughs> this word. This word echolalia. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. I think that it was around the time of Sergeant Pepper. Really? Right. Which is why it was a beetle. Ah yeah, Sorry. Call me an ambulance. Um, uh, echolalia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Back on track. <laughs> so ADHD. Guess. <laughs> um, echolalia. I'm gonna immediately say something about uh, <coughs> the. Oh, I don't know. Is it like? I said it was about speech. I think speech. it's something to do with yeah. resonant frequencies. Right. Or is it maybe like the gravelly? You know, when you go like yeah, yeah, but but like hating that or not being able to do that or I don't know. That'd be a f- would that be phobia? 
Yeah, it? that's one. Yeah, phobia. Yeah, lalia. I've never heard the no. phrase or word lalia. Lalia. No. I, I think... can only think of labia. Oh, I can only think <laughs> of labia. Also, <laughs> echo labia. That's echo labia. I think that's just. That's where a you good s- band name. Screaming yeah, echo labia. Yeah. <laughs> screaming into the abyss. Lalia. I think it's around, uh, just essentially around spoken voice. So okay. echo. So should I just tell you what it is, or you yeah, can have yeah, more I'll guesses? Yeah. <clears throat> so echolalia, by definition, um, it is on what I've typed into Google anyway. Meaningless repetition of another person's spoken words is a symptom of psychiatric disorder. But me and you, all of, of us, spoken word. Yeah, but me and you, all of us guys, can do it on a daily basis, and I'm really prone to it. Yeah, so when okay, someone when someone comes up to me or I go into a shop and they've got like a really lovely Irish accent, sometimes I end up copying their Irish Yeah, I thought that I thought what that was suggesting was that you were literally copying people and it was a mm. sign of madness. So like I know you are, but why am I? Right. That sort of thing. But it's not. It's yeah. actually sort of it's, it's not a, like osmosis of a accent. Yeah. It's almost so you start speaking in that way. Potentially, um, I think that's definitely a psychopath trait. Just trying to <laughs> get in with people by pretending to be more what chameleon like, yourself. Yeah, I think yeah, there's two yeah. elements of it. I, I think, think there's a protective <clears throat> element, definitely, in a, in a psychological. Yeah, sense. there's like a deep-seated tribal element yeah, to it. So you want to belong, yourself. isn't it? Yeah, Part that's of the it. Group, yeah. yeah. Exactly that, yeah. but that so, interests yeah, me a lot. So yeah. I used to go to Scotland all the time. You know, mm. you know, Phil, my stepdad from from my childhood, he's Scottish. We used to take us up um, twice a year. It's incredibly easy to fall into a Scottish accent as well. When That's say. incredible. It's like yeah. David Tennant yeah. is in yeah. the room. But where I was going with that is that I used to come back from those holidays of twice a year, and for at least two weeks, I'd have a Scottish accent. That's yeah. kind of mad. Yeah. I, w- so that's echo. Yeah. Echolalia. Do you know what the physical counterpart to this behavior is? <clears throat> it's echopraxia, where you copy someone else's physical movements, like walking yeah, yeah. in yeah, a yeah. jaunt or certain um, gestures you might give. So, like, there's. You, have you watched the show Chernobyl? Mm. I've actually not. No, right. I've heard great things Incredible about it. Incredible. So one yeah. of the one of the main actors was talking about his um, his dive into what it what it was to be a part of the Soviet Soviet Union, and the gestures, just common everyday gestures that people within the union would do. So for us, like you know, English people, would when we nod, we nod down like that. Mm. But people within the Soviet Union would commonly nod upwards nod up, yeah, like this. Yeah. And I've and I met like they're obviously not part of the Soviet Union, but I bumped into someone that just come over from Poland who nodded like that and I ended up copying it yeah, completely yeah. by surprise. And you, I ended up feeling quite embarrassed by it as well because I thought like I was just taking the piss without knowing about it, taking the same stances, I, I just trying that. to engage them in conversation. It's like mirroring, you know, like now. Yeah, we've both got our arms crossed. Yeah, like Darren Brown. Other. I think like that's mirroring, it. Yeah. Like I think there's... We're all fucking doing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're I, all got our arms crossed. I think there's a line, isn't there? Yeah. From almost going too far. You, you, it's subconscious behaviour, though. It, it is, yeah. 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 It's like minute body signals and yeah. so on. I get that. And there probably is a subconscious element of it that 
you automatically do mm. to relate to the person more and have them relate to you more. Mm. You seem more familiar if you are like them, right? Yeah. So you would get on better. But I think people probably take advantage of that consciously. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, the thing, I think with that sort of behavior, what you've got to think is that it's all learned. And basically you've, you've developed those traits because in your life, when you've done that with people, it's curried favor with mm. those people. Like, because if you do mirror someone's actions, they trust you more That's than, it. than if you're, you know, if you're acting completely different to them, it's, it's uh, more open and yeah. honest. I think that's the thing, biological guess, function of that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. I don't and it's again the, the tribal thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I don't necessarily agree with this definition that's got popped up on Google. That it's a part of a psychiatric disorder. I think oh, yeah. it's just a part of yeah. human human nature to copy and ingratiate ourselves within a tribal group and oh. when you be, meet someone that's different from you you tend to do those you tend to make on contact and mm. intently listen to what they're doing and accidentally subconsciously copy what they're doing i actually yeah. had this conversation with you a few months ago didn't i, really? I was genuinely worried i was like am i oh it was a proper existential crisis but i, I was considering whether i have my own personality or whether my personality is just an accumulation of the people around me and it's both but th yeah it's it, one but and that's the same. what it is yeah. yeah and i've just gone oh but it is everything to learn experience it makes you who you are right but i'm like but who am i yeah mm. why are we really i, I just want to say right now at this point this is the um the quickest three white men have jumped into <laughs> a conversation this deep <laughs> That was it. Was like it was I like yeah. It was about five minutes from Red Dead Redemption to <laughs> my entire psychology is made up of those around me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Very though. easy to fall down this well, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's great, but that's why, like, the the most agreeable. Well, it's, this is very. Um, also, um, I didn't really agree with that statement referring what? to me as a man. Oh, okay. <laughs> the the most. The people that I get on with anyway tend to be the people that are most well-traveled, that have seen the most cultures more than anyone else. The people that have accumulated different aspects of different cultures and behaviors from loads of different peoples around the world. They tend to be the most clued on, less ignorant, more accepting of different ideologies and different mm. cultural backgrounds yeah, yeah. And, and social customs and well, things like that. It's because they've, they've not existed in uh, an echo chamber, essentially, yeah. isn't it? Like, they've been they've out seen and everything. seen and they've been dropped into other people's cultures and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, travelling is such a... I've, I've not done it personally, but mm. travelling, I think, is such an important experience for the human experience yeah, because it, 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 it shows you what everyone's like around the world. Yeah. Like, and mm. the vast... The vast broadness that humanity can bring is, is mm. incredible, and it's that's yeah, it. It's to to stifle yourself of that and live in a in a monotheistic culture where you want to, mm. you know, just be, and I think be that's what it. you've known is crazy. That, that's the danger for the win. What I was talking about <laughs> again before the pod with that gent I'd met and quite our bigoted views can carry on because they're probably surrounding themselves with people that think just like that and not changing their views yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. that's it by the way this is a natural world podcast for anyone listening <laughs> <laughs> we went into culture around the world we're talking about human psychology humans right which is a part, part of, of the natural yeah. world unless you subscribe to the belief that we were dropped here like a few million years ago by aliens dinosaurs by well dinosaur bones i know for a fact were placed there by the devil well were they that is exactly what my did the devil tell you that said to me <laughs> is it really i'm, I'm not even kidding in, are you joking in year one um we in 
so I went to a um, uh, Church of England school. Yeah. And the headmaster was incredibly like right wing, super strict Christian, mm. whatever, like evangelical level craziness. Yeah, yeah. And um, the year one teacher, I think she was, no, I'm not going to name her. Okay. But, um, Good idea. Yeah, yeah. But she was also incredibly strongly Christian, really heavy, you know, you know, uh, conservative Christian views. Yeah. And um, we were doing, in science, no shit in mm. science she was teaching creationism right <laughs> so How we were was she getting away with this that? is this was like what 2000 and 2000 maybe 2000 2001 mm, wow and uh it just wasn't the same level of monitoring that the yeah is, I well guess. i don't know what the what the deal was i don't i don't really know how it was all funded but that's I don't know how syllabuses work but yeah so she, what was she saying yeah legitimately so she was teaching creationism like about the world being created in seven days and all this sort of stuff and animals being placed on the earth for us to to eat and live off of and all that sort of shit right and um i, I remember I, we were all sat on the floor and she was doing this whole thing like reading parts of the bible and stuff the um the book of genesis mm. and uh she was talking about how it was made in seven days and these animals that were there and she talked about them all being as they are now mm-hmm. and i said but <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy like, yeah, yeah. but I, I said um what about dinosaurs though miss because i've i've seen uh bones at newark museum my, my dad had taken me and i, I was a valid I point into science valid point and and she was like uh she was like that's blasphemy you can't do that in my classroom in my science class in my in my in my legitimate science class <laughs> um yeah she was she was like you can't say that and i was like but miss i've seen them i've seen fossils like i've seen this stuff and i've read about it in in um you know at new Walk museum which is an amazing place obviously. yeah 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 of course um and yeah, I literally got kicked out to go to the headmaster's office. Um, he like called my parents and stuff. Did he, he burn you on the stake? Uh, no, unfortunately <laughs> not. I'm still here <laughs> to tell the, the unfortunate tale. But it is terrifying though, oh, because crazy. that is the state yeah. of play in a lot of places. Still. Of course, well, a lot of America, like yeah. um, Midwest America, a lot. Had, mm-hmm. Well, again, because they're all state funded and everything's quite sparse. Mm. Again, I don't know why I said they that. They can been almost about get it. away with it. Yeah, yeah, there's like mm. less monitoring. It's like sheriff's departments and stuff, isn't mm-hmm. it? They're mm. funded by local governments and they don't have to Abide conform to the, the, the rules of the, the larger entities. But That's mad. Scary. It's weird, isn't it? Like you, like the conversation we were having about the bigoted guy. It's just weird hearing that kind of medieval thinking in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. Talk to kids as well. Yeah, literally. Like, the most moldable minds Yeah, In year there. one, you're like, what, six, seven, maybe? Yeah, six, mm-hmm. five, six, year oh, one. Yeah, yeah, five, yeah, five, six, okay. It's good that you called it out because most children at that age would go, okay, you're the big one and you know everything. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I was yeah. a little bastard at school. That was like my job. <laughs> yeah, but you were an, you were an <laughs> educated like little monitor. bastard, though. Yeah. And that's what matters. Did Try, you have a name badge? Be, yeah. A name badge? No, people used to call me Spider-Man because I was always the guy that came in and catched the spiders. Freak. <laughs> you were you the Spider-Man. Were. Yeah, the Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh. Not Spider-Man. Yeah. No, it was the Spider-Man. <laughs> the Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> the Spider-Bastard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. But yeah, yeah, like crazy. And that, that has haunted me to this day. Like, yeah. made me think extremely differently about schools and the education system and all that sort of stuff yeah i mean i would hope that it's much stricter now and there's less of that but if that was happening when i was a kid no. imagine what it was like when our parents were a kid like yeah kids. and i think this is why a lot of these people are so stuck in the ways because they are they were 
almost conditioned to think a certain way. It's, it's an indoctrination. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Yeah. Like, well, it's mm. like the Nazis did as well. You I mean, know, well, with the SS, yeah. it was a full indoctrination of a nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. very similar in belief to my first year teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Mm. Was she Hitler? <laughs> she, she was Schittler. Schittler, she Bull Hitler. Schittler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it's good, though, that. Well, it's it's nice that we're shocked by the fact that you know these things are still out there, but it's really eye-opening that we are shocked because it's mm. still it still is there. Um, yeah, we shouldn't get complacent about no, stuff like that because no. it's still there, waiting on no, the floorboards, waiting yeah. for you to lax, and it will come back out in force. Don't go down that trap door because <laughs> there's, there's something, something down, down there. <laughs> oh, I found an old trapdoor book, and I oh. think you should give it to your son. I should, yeah. They That's love trapdoor. The mm-hmm. kids love trapdoor. I, I love the idea of handing things down to, yeah. to like yeah. your your young. Yeah. I, I, I grew <laughs> up on a lot of eighties cartoons because it was Me all hand me down. Eighties, yeah. everything. Do you ever watch Super Ted? Yeah, I was more Super, the, the Banana Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banana Man. Yeah. What about the? Was it the Grogs that we used to watch? Gogs. Gogs. That's Gogs. it. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a legit fun. It stands up now. Yeah. It I does. still find yeah. that funny. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of prehistory. Yes. Didn't like we're topic for us, haven't you? Yeah. That's oh, it. Well, no. Like I was just gonna say, it's just an interesting fact. I keep fucking telling everyone at parties and stuff. Talking about you, like, you were just talking about. No. Yeah. Got me. Like the. The what? When did like really hardcore conservative Christians believe that the Earth was made thousands of years ago? Right, we can just um, say that. I th- well, it's, it's within two thousand years, isn't it? So they right. believe that um, what it was like a a hundred years before Jesus came about, or something mental like that. Right, sure, no, it. no, wait, no, it can't be a hundred years. Right. Okay. I don't know how, but I don't know if they subscribe to our standard measure of time. Yeah. So. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what calendar are we on? I can't think. Gregorian. Gregorian. Is it the Gregorian? Really? Is it the Gregorian? I might be completely making that up. Anyway, yeah, like within two thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we. So I think the some of the old like the dinosaurs were around for what sixty-five million years, or it was sixty-five million years the first dinosaur evolved from lizards and other early dinosaurs and when does like a that. dinosaur become a dinosaur when does a dinosaur become a dinosaur mm-hmm. that's a good question that is actually that is an excellent question that's an excellent question but the fact that i was talking about is that we are closer in time speaking of relative to time and oh these things are crazy we are closer in time to a tyrannosaurus rex which is a large theropod like carnivorous dinosaur than it is to a stegosaurus yeah a large herbivore and they're both dinosaurs and we always see them in films portrayed together, together. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they're further apart than we are to yeah. the T Rex in time. Yeah, that's how fucking long that they were on the planet. Mm. And we believe we have people yeah, that they believe didn't, they didn't really exist, did they? And but that's the point I'm making. Despite all the modern like modern discoveries in science and paleontology. We have people still out there, like you were just saying, that believe that the Earth was made in measurements of thousands of years, not yeah. like billions, which actually is. Wow. It's insane. So yeah, I was talking about on on the last um, the last party that 
we went like your birthday party mm-hmm. i don't know who i mentioned it to but we're talking about we all climb right all of us do bouldering mm-hmm. and we all go to um like the charnwood rocks we go to the the beacon hills in leicestershire and we go to social climb it's an indoor climbing area but in charnwood you've got th- something called charnwood granite and there's really ancient rocks that have been exposed due to time yeah and you have this ancient one of the first ever multicellular life forms is spotted in in this rock formations called charnia and it essentially looked it looked like a frond of kelp almost but it it, like this i think i've seen i'm sure you've shown me this yeah it's it was supposed to be the like how it should have looked in real life the evidence shows that it would have been this eerie pale white almost translucent color and it would have fed on, say, marine snow that floated it, down from the top. Was it Jacob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could call these arms fronds. <laughs> I'd say it's more of a silverfish, if anything. A silverfish? Uh, yeah. Wow. But yeah, that was one of the first ever multicellular life forms, and you can see it going bouldering in the formations where we That's climb. That's beautiful. David yeah. Attenborough did a lot of... Um, his first discoveries and and is opening into the natural world in Leicestershire. Mm. Yeah, he it? did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. in the Charnwood, he used mm. to run run around it as a little boy. In all fairness, Leicestershire has some absolutely amazing areas and yeah. landscapes and stuff. You know, for what it is, mm-hmm. considering it's in the middle of the country and it's like mm. landlocked. Yeah. yeah, it's landlocked. It's not heralded as a as a you know a great place. It's beautiful, but it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's like, some incredible spots in Leicester. Yeah. We were down by. Um, Swithin Reservoir the other day, and mm. it was oh, that, it yeah. was just like a desktop background. Yeah, and you know if you go up to the top of that rock as well, you know at the back on the corner, mm. you can go, you can climb over the fence and up the top. And I, you, I had a poo up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping that was going somewhere like that. <laughs> just dying for a poo, and I, I, was really? like, I know the perfect spot. Went mm-hmm. straight to the top of no the No one hill. can see you. Yeah. It's the good view. And the view is incredible. That's amazing. Wow. Honestly, Lovely. one of the best poos of my life. Nice. That has almost brought me to tears. Yeah. It's like it Rick. almost brought me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard poo. <laughs> well fought. Well won. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Rick Sanchez, isn't it? In Rick and Morty, where he has that private dimension where he poos in the, with the beautiful background and stuff. a true... Looking over a beautiful landscape, nature, but I feel like I'm missing something from a life. Honestly, you it, should. It is a, it's an experience. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like voiding your bowels with a beautiful sunset. Yeah. yeah. We should we should go on a little trip up to the Peak District or the lakes at some point, mm-hmm. just in the you know like chilling the vans and that. Mm. Me and Josh did it um, a little while back. Just went up there and took some pictures of the sunset and the moon and stuff, and mm. then we went and seen the sunrise. Mm. In the morning, we had to, like, climb up a mountain. And it was a um, wow. It was an SSI, a site of scientific oh, really? um, importance. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was all, like, this uh, volcanic rock that was sat on, on top of this hill. Wow. And when we were at the top did, of did it... Did you add to the volcanic rock <laughs> on top of the hill? <laughs> no, there was, there, there was no defecation <laughs> yeah, in this right. story. But um, got up to the top of this hill... And we we're waiting for the sun to rise and we were looking at the clouds it was really gray and we we're like i don't think we're going to see anything like i think it's going to be going to be rubbish mm. and i i don't know what it is but when the sun rose and the light broke through the clouds mm. they just disappeared and it like it like melted the clouds away wow. but as it did it you saw the shadow of the earth casting on itself as the sun comes up and you see these huge shadows roll across this vast open landscape wow. and it's 
when I watched it, I was literally thinking in my head, like, no wonder, you know, thousands of years ago, people were thinking there's got to be someone controlling yeah. this. Like, mm-hmm. seeing it, it was such a, like, a, the word spiritual is thrown mm. around a lot, but it, it felt like deeply meaningful when You're I was witnessing looking at something, it. Yeah, yeah, literally witnessing and this amazing feat, and it happens every day. Yeah. Like, and that's the, the thing about a sunset is happens every day but it's such a special time to yeah. be there mm. i don't know man there's, there's something about that time of the morning that makes you feel magic hour yeah it is literally Useful. magic it's yeah i have not incredible. witnessed a sunset uh, sunrise for some time and i think i'm you know yeah. taking up ground i probably should in all fairness go camping yeah big mm. time. a slot Mm-hmm. Get get Definitely. josh along and um get the rest of the crew we'll all go cl- on a climbing weekend or something Absolutely. We'll go and witness it. I'll bring a load of cooking supplies so we can still have decent food. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I do love a good camp out cook off. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's good, a little cook out. Mm-hmm. Mm. You are animals. a formidable foe um, to cook against. <laughs> oh, you cook good. Jordan I, cooks good I as cook well. Right. Mm. You cook good? He does good. <laughs> I try. Damn good. You cook good? I cook good. Man. He yeah. likes my paella at least. Mm. Incredible. Mm. Love it. Oh, that's wow. grand. Yeah. yeah. We could no. all do a batch. Mm. A batch. A batch. Oh, a batch. A batch. We could all do a batch. Ooh. Or uh, if you're down in the south, we call it a bread roll or, or a cock. A batch. <laughs> Maybe if you're up or in Scotland, cop. it could be a bomb cake. And a bomb cake. Yeah. Entomology. And then <laughs> 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 the spiders start crawling out because you've been too much cat. Yeah. That's what happens. Out oh. of the cob. <laughs> I don't want your spider bread. <laughs> spider bread. <laughs> Johnny, I said every time you go to the shop, you're bringing back your spider bread. I don't want it, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marvellous. <laughs> well, none of that was usable, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Lovely. Love it. No. British Isles, beautiful place to see. We should go somewhere further than Leicestershire as well. Because there's loads and loads of places in like Aberdeenshire and Scotland and things, which also has lots of really cool prehistoric sites. So I believe it's either Wales or Scotland near the coast where you can see these. So they're almost like half a metre across. And there are lots of indentations in this like this long, this really like like large area of um, open stone, this large flat area of open stone that you was clearly some kind of mud flat when it was in prehistory. And half a meter across, there was all these tiny dot indentations going around and moving around obstacles that are clearly no longer there because sure. it happened millions of years ago. And then they found, started to found, find fossil evidence of what it was. And it's called Arthropleura. And it is a meter, like a couple of meters long, as long as a car, and half a meter across, centipede. Wow. Yeah. No. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I've seen um, yeah. the, the like renderings of it, and that's Wasn't just that crazy. Yeah, that... Just in King Kong. I don't want to believe they were real. No, they yeah. were much they bigger were than the ones of King Black. Kong. Mm-hmm. That King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I get this joke. <laughs> They've got the dick worms. That That's it, yeah. They're proper yeah. phallus Horrible. worms, aren't they? Horrible. Yeah, they're But they Horrible. do have the big centipedes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down yeah. in that trench, there's like. But they existed. 
So, That's however, upsetting. they're herbivorous. So there's evidence really? to believe that they were herbivores, not carnivorous. Mm. But that would but still pose a threat to it Jack would, being a yeah. vegetable. Because <laughs> if... <laughs> oh, you caught me then. <laughs> I got the breath out of me off halfway through my fucking sentence. <laughs> um, but if it like reared up, it could easily look like a five to seven, like six foot tall person in the face. Shit. Can you imagine with the yeah. legs? Can you imagine walking down legs. High Street at night, two AM? Walking down High Street. I'm pretty sure yeah. I've seen. Just these. walk past the clock tower, and you hear, you hear. <laughs> you turn Do you around. want to come to Republic? He's <laughs> <laughs> he's got flyers for Republic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a club night on tonight, guy. Scotty's <laughs> back voice. off into you a you shadow. You want to come down? <laughs> it's gonna be a real blast. <laughs> Hey, you, you, ain't, you ain't seen these feet move yet. <laughs> I know they're not really feet. They're more like uh, shoes, I guess. Hard shoes. Are they like claws? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are like yeah. them. No, well, there's I mean, like, claws are like hard shoes. Like, have right, you yeah. Seen, yeah, sure. Have you seen a centipede before? So they're like sort of like spikes. They're yeah, like yeah. almost like mandibles but each not, way up. They're not hard. They're soft, aren't they? They're quite delicate. Oh, it depends on the species. So okay. if you've got like giant centipedes, like for instance, giant centipedes that live in South America. Wait, the largest were these species. on, I assume, well, was the we're UK talk- part of Pangaea? Were these in, found in the UK, cliffs in the UK? Every, every landmass in the world was part of Pangaea. Yeah, Pangaea was a supercontinent that existed millions of years ago. Yeah. So yeah. I've been educated. Yeah. So these. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. So but, this. Mm, these invertebrates. You, sorry. Go ahead. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Was it? <laughs> it's like in Wayne's World. You know where they go through the drive-through and they're ordering. He's like, I'd like a lot with and a right and a vanilla. That and then they w- just get it. <laughs> that was audio of my synapses misfiring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, Jack. Uh, yeah, carry you on. <laughs> Go on. What was no, no, it? No, no. You spoke. No. Oh fuck's sake. Anyway. So this the 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 time the time of the earth. Well, the the age that these things lived on at was this age called the Carboniferous period. So Carboniferous, if you can like what it says, it does exactly what it says in the tin. It is where we get the majority of our coal and oil deposits from because the earth was essentially one huge jungle, mm. one huge well, forested area anyway. So everything was wet, humid. The oxygen levels were many times greater than what they are today. I suppose be- the atmosphere potentially yeah. would have been thicker as so well. So thick, it? yeah. So and invertebrates. Soft light, yeah. less UV yeah, 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 coming yeah. through, less dangerous. So invertebrates in the name, they wear their skeleton on the outside all their hard parts on the outside so they're pretty restricted to that um and they can't actively breathe like we can we inhale and we can choose when we inhale or out and we can inhale faster to get more oxygen into our blood blah 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 whereas invertebrates for the most part if you're a terrestrial invertebrate you have these like spiracles in the side of your body which passively lets air pass through them whereas a fish even has gills they can move their gills to and undulate their gills to move oxygen-rich water around them. Yeah, so they, they get, create pre- back yeah, pressure, don't they? That's to, it. To suck yeah. the water through. And like great white sharks, for instance, have to con- constantly move. That's why yeah. if you drag a fish through. backwards, even in water, it will drown. Right. You can drown a fish. That's it. Mm. Fact of the day. Wow. How to drown a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it backwards. <laughs> this, is when, this is when Jack was a child, like eight years old, Googling. Pulling fish. Googling, <laughs> What's the most horrific way I can kill a white animal? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, pull it off. <laughs> Man's in the river like Bear Grylls, grabbing, grabbing the tail. This way I don't even have to bash the head in. <laughs> <laughs> Just wrenching a fish backwards. <laughs> watching it float downstream. Oh, that's so awful. Oh. <laughs> I used so to put man. flags on them and race them. <laughs> <laughs> Underground betting. <laughs> oh. What the it's fuck like was I even saying? Everything's dead. God, like so. I'm putting a fiver on Perry the Pike. Perry the Pike. <laughs> He's streamlined, oh, yo. That's amazing. Oh, you know those electric pikes that you can get that sing songs. Mm. We're gonna have to call on Perry no, the Pike. They were we'll get one in it. Bass. I know. Yeah, bass. They are bass. There's no way there was oh, electric But pikes. we're getting Perry the Pike, or we're yeah. fucking making no, it. No, oh, yeah, we'll get a bass <laughs> and we'll just put spines on his back and make him into a pike. <laughs> yeah. Pike have spines, don't they? Or am I thinking of something else? No, you are. I <laughs> they had have the spines that... That's sticklebacks, right? I had a yeah, dream. They're teeny-weeny. Standing on them. Um, yeah, they suck. There was a moray eel in it. What? That's a moray. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did it come out with a plate of linguine and some meatballs? No, it lunged at me and then I woke up. It was dead scary. <laughs> <laughs> then you woke up. <laughs> 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 scared me, man. Oh my god. So what was I saying? <laughs> Fucking spiracles. Like yes, they, they yeah. breathe passively. So the only reason why they could get to such an extraordinary and also gravity limits them obviously, like it does everything else. But the reason why they're so limited and why we don't see huge invertebrates today on land is because of the oxygen content. Yeah, that mm. makes yeah. sense. Because they could passively inhale well, they can Much passively take in relatively to what we can. Yes, now. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Naturally, just around themselves. Whereas we can, yeah. we can alter our rate of breathing to yeah. like accommodate for the. Imagine, That's imagine it. if we were here a million years ago, mm. and we Rather could not. we could breathe the oxygen that was We'd, that was then. Can you probably go unconscious a lot? Maybe there's probably you'd a lot of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'd be off your face on oxygen. Here's one: space travel. I think you could chew it. Mm. Landing on other planets, right? Even if they've got oxygen. Yeah. Surely, like what you've just spoken about, there's a there's a correct level of oxygen for mm. human mm. human existence. Definitely. So even if we get to a planet that's got an atmosphere and has oxygen on it and has a you know vast wildlife and ecosystem and all that sort of stuff, yeah, yeah, it still might be toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Easily. Well, yeah, but air isn't just oxygen. No. Yeah. But it's all all of the uh, what are they called. Um, you've got argon. There's oxygen. Mm-hmm. There's Mm. Neon. Neon. Mm. Neon. Neon. <laughs> well, I thought you took these S's out before we started. <laughs> you embarrass me now. <laughs> yeah, no, that is very true. Mm. Yeah. I we're like a band that can only do intros. All knowledge we have is it takes you so far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This one I think Jordan is what? is is quite he You'd brings be very us knowledgeable, up a bit. and then me and me and Jack are just like dragging you back down. Like, <laughs> every time you say something really clever, me and Jack go like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm more eel scared me." Then <laughs> 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 I woke up. <laughs> I had an I had an eel based uh, night terror once. <laughs> yeah, we get we get down Peaceful. to the brass tacks on this we podcast, really do, yeah. and that's yeah. it. If yeah. any of you have been struggling with eel-based nightmares, um, <laughs> call this number now. <laughs> <laughs> you know who that puts you through to, don't you? What, eelbegone.com? Eelbegone. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's I was going to say the, uh, the, the, what's he called? Not the Traveller. 
in Boosh, the polo one. Oh, fuck, oh, the, the hitcher. hitcher. The hitcher. Mm, yeah. yeah. Push it straight through to the hitcher. Oh, that'd be mad. He was, he was <laughs> up inside you. Slide around, what was it? What's the song? He was up inside you. Something about oh, where they cannot. Yeah. Mm, again. No, get, getting in and out. Wherever they can, or something, something like, like that. No, how do we find, no, find that? finding an entrance where, where they, they can. That's, that's it. Yeah. It. All right. Yeah. After yeah. three. One, two, three. Eels up inside you. Finding an entrance where they can. Eels. Eels. He's just mashing the keyboard. Eels. Not playing any notes at all. What a fucking beautiful show. Oh, no. yeah. I listen oh, to it to go incredible. to sleep. It sounds like bedtime stories to me yeah. for adults. Does anyone no. else have zombie dreams? Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. I really? feel I feel blessed. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I get like a zombie film once a month of my yeah. own creation. It's I, incredible. I, I think mm. this is because um, we experience what uh, psychiatrists refer to as uh, narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah. So so we live we live the hero's life, right? And then when we dream, I'm never a hero in it. You're never a hero. No, I pretty much always die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, to be fair, I die a lot hero? as well. Oh, no, I do die a lot. Do they all have your face? That would be the sign of the true <laughs> narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> that would be way more horrific than actually. <laughs> that would, that would be a nice. Yeah, era. listen to me on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Go stream it. Stream the new single. Check out my books. <laughs> or it's, it's, it's thousands of zombies, but they've all got one of the five voices of the Beatles. Oh, Every that's single. horrible. Yeah. It's like the most. You're like, yeah. Brains. <laughs> brains, John. Can't do it. That's, John, that that, that, that's, that's one. Two. Yeah. I can't do any of them. I did I watch that Simon Pegg thing though, where he does he does all of the views mm. and he, he oh, explains yeah. that they all exist in different parts of the mouth. Yeah, and that's yeah. It, as he's running through, he, he goes on to the next fair. part, and that's, that's the next part of the voice. Yeah. That is Echolalia. We yes. have learned something new. Full yeah. circle. <laughs> Congratulations, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So as for dreams, I used to have dreams all the time when I was a kid that I would be abducted by owls. Owls? Really? Owls, yeah. Um, Specifically owls. Specifically barn owls. Barn owls. Yeah, yeah, all the time. When I was a kid. They are silent. Yeah. So London Road. You remember London Road? The mm. road I grew up on. It started when I went to... Um, Nothing just going like to hijack it. the podcast, by the way. Talk about me and my dreams. No, no, that's good. Um, I want to I learn about your inner workings. Right. So... I was maybe about 10 years old, maybe a bit, bit younger than that. Went to this like side of the road farm, yeah, with my nan. And we saw this cage, tiny little cage, must have been about a third of the size of this room, right? And it had a, a Bengal eagle owl in it. And then next to it, with similar sized cage, were two um, barn owls, which were always sleeping in the roost. Bengal eagle owl was always awake and looking around. It never looked at me, but it terrified the shit out of me because it was as big as me. Wow. And it had talons. Mm. Bengali glows are huge nocturnal predators. Absolutely colossal looking thing. If they were stood on the table, it would be really intimidating. Big, fierce eyes that never, like, look away. They can't actually... Their eyes are so big and used for nighttime hunting. Yeah. And they have this crazy binocular-like vision. That they're, all, they're shaped like tubes. They're almost conical. 
when how you look at them. If you were to look at them in a sideways view, the eyes so, are conical. The eyes can't rotate in their skull. That's oh, how big they are. Mean? Yeah, so they move right. their head that kind of those kind yeah, of degrees yeah. to be able wow. to compensate for it. These sound horrifying. Yeah, and they've got these. I'm describing this creature. Everyone knows what a fucking owl is, but as a ten-year-old, I'm seeing this creature that has a huge hook. It's beak. a monster. Yeah, has big like tufts of that look like horns that go back. These massive eyes that I knew plenty about when I was a kid um, to hunt prey. That was maybe up to my size because they could take down foxes and and lambs and all kinds of large prey. Um, and it scared the shit out of me, and it stayed with me for for years and years and years. But yeah. for some reason. I had dreams about barn owls because of the black dead eyes that I always thought were terrifying. And <laughs> I used to have them. I used to have a dream where I'd come downstairs in the middle of the night from bed and walk into the front room, if you can remember it, mm-hmm. and there'd be my mum watching EastEnders and there'd be this huge child-sized barn owl on a post in the centre of the room staring at me as I walked in. My mum would snap her fingers... And the owl would take me to bed, like fly, grab me <laughs> by the back of my clothes Whoa, with yeah, his talons yeah. and take me to bed. That was a bed-taking owl. Great. It would send me to bed because I came da- back down too early, like wow. in the night kind yeah. of thing. And then I had loads of other dreams where I'd just be walking around the town centre in the middle of the night on my own with no one else around. And I'd see barn owls on all of the tops of the roofs and things. And they'll be like peeking out from behind chimney pots and things like that to check if I was still there. It's like the birds. <laughs> Like the birds, mm. but just with barn bloody owls. <laughs> and it shit me up for years. Yeah, until yeah. I got an owl on a glove at a falconry centre. And, and then it. they went away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. Mm. They're mad. They are extraordinary creatures. I fucking love them. There's, there's a barn owl that They're lives so in, the, cool. in the barn at the end of the field behind my house. Really? And it flies around my house all the time. Like, so we'll silent. be sat in the garden having a smoke. And it is dead silent, but mm. every so often it just goes like... Ooh. Really? That's it. And it, wow. it, you, you just see it like flying around. They're so fast as well. They are quite quack, quick, quite. quack. <laughs> They're really quack. They're quack, quack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad ass, quack, quack. <laughs> I love seeing something its natural habitat that you don't often see. Yeah. We were, um, I think we were up in the Peak District um, a year or two ago, and we were walking down a bit of a hollow over a brook and it was sort of embedded by trees and so on. And why are they flying l- hundreds of little bats? Mm. I've just never seen them yeah. Yeah. in that quantity before in the UK. It, it was just it was brilliant. There's still no. so much biodiversity. Now, bats are fast. They bats are, bats yeah. are super fast. fast. They're yeah. also stupid. You're super stupid. Mm. Yeah. Uh, little flying mice that yeah. shout to find out where they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Humans can do it too, you know. <laughs> What, echolocating people? Hang on. Mm. Have you seen those videos? Mm-hmm. That's mad. Have I not told you the story? Mm-hmm. Of, me, of me... Right, okay. So when I was uh, maybe like 10 or 11 at primary school... No, 10, just before I went to secondary school. Yeah. I'd read about the blind guy that could echolocate. It clicks at stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, clicks. Yeah. And I've been able to do that thing with my tongue for ages, like really loud. Yeah. <clears throat> and I learned to do it when I was a kid. And I was like... 
surely it can't be that hard. Yeah. And my school, <laughs> you know where? <laughs> I've no idea where this is <laughs> going, and I can't wait. Oh, Jack, go on, go on, go on. You know, you know, in Hunkett where the primary school is. Mm-hmm. You know where my dad's house is. I feel like with how much um, geolocation we've given out on this episode, people could easily locate our. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone can. Come and get us. I own nothing of worth, so mm, do your worst. Mm. You know, um, but yeah. I basically walk from my school to my dad's house and it's across a field. There's some trees in the way and there's a few fences to walk around and all that sort of stuff. But the whole time I had my eyes closed, hands in my eyes like that, going. (laughs) (laughs) And I shit you not, I got all the way home and about a third of the way through, no, maybe two thirds of the way through the journey, I started being able to visualize what I was hearing. Because I was starting to acclimatize. That's to it. cool. And I wish I you had looked a... mad. I bet it's fucking cool. Mental, this ten-year-old yeah. kid walking <laughs> across the park. <laughs> Freak. I wish I had all a the old kids were sat button. on the park smoking, going like, that weird <laughs> "There's Jesus no Christ. way. There's no right. way." I want to Carl Pilkington swoop in. Bullshit, man. This <laughs> you didn't. The only way you did it is because it was such a regular familiar route yeah i get that i get that and that to be honest i want to believe the largest part in it, it but at, at my age i don't know whether obviously your brain's quite malleable at that age isn't sure it? maybe i was imagining that i was seeing it mm. but i like to think that i was just visualizing it you know in a, yeah. in a very uh that's ridiculous um, but <laughs> I had an experience when I was younger that I levitated, and that actually happened. Nice. <laughs> yes, it didn't. It, because what I'd do is I would stand on one leg and slowly lift one of my other legs up until a point I was almost horizontal. So if you can imagine like a flamingo, but leant forwards. And then. That's what Dave and Blaine does. And then I would pick up the other leg, and I would used to be able to levitate. It was in primary school. Nice. I think about it a lot, actually. In fact, this is the first time I've shared it. <laughs> I'm literally silent you. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no air. <laughs> what do you fucking mean, you levitate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I hadn't shared it now. I feel silly, don't I? <laughs> Hang on, wait. So just so I can get this right. Well, it's primary school, though, you're, right? You're stood... Right, two legs on the floor. You bring mm-hmm. you bring one leg up mm-hmm. like this. That's right, yeah. And then you bring the second leg up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, you can't see what I'm doing. I'm so wondering at the minute is ridiculous. <laughs> so what you're doing is actually falling for a half a second. <laughs> for a split second. No, and then but, it's floor. Yeah, but that's where that's that's where it gets crazy because I was falling upwards. <laughs> Whoa, I don't know what to say. Yeah. That's more ridiculous than echolocating. <laughs> no, it is not! Echolocation is totally viable. Not to a school child who's done it once. But a school child <laughs> has the magical ability to levitate. <laughs> what? Clearly wasn't. Floating like this fucking Goku. This is a scientifically... <laughs> scientifically... Scientifically... <laughs> accurate <laughs> podcast. Oh, bro, we're going to have to... We're going to have to mythbust that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We need to mythbust both our things. We should. You've got to levitate yeah. and I've got to echolocate an area I've never been to. Yeah, but we've heard Absolutely. you click. And why have you not developed this Why have you not ever shown us any levitating abilities before? I think the only reason why is I'm, I'm scared because I think I might be too heavy to levitate now. <laughs> I think the fact oh, that I was dear. smaller did help. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. I was less dense, wasn't I? I... 
Well, it sounds like you were pretty dense. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got bird bones. I mean, if anyone's going to have bird bones, have you it's seen the way he's knees bend? Khaki legs. bird legs, right? How they bend back yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a flamingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're a flamingo. Maybe it did happen. Yeah. Or maybe it did. Birds can levitate. <laughs> exactly. Warm <laughs> <laughs> levitation. You're a bird. Mm. There you go. Mad. Who's got a new, um, a new fact? A new fact. Mm. Do you want to talk about the uh, thylacine news, I think? So... Mm. This is I'm something I've looked into the other day. I'm not quite caught up on my thylacine. Now, okay, so, so can, what is a thylacine? So is it like the Holocene? Yeah, exactly like that. So it's a marsupial. I so think I could gloss over that. That was an intelligent input. No, shut up. So <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> stop it with your mindless drivel. So it's, the Holocene appeared in human history. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's to do with that. No. <laughs> but it sounds the same. A thylacine. The same similar entomology. Just a scene. A scene. Thylo, the word thylo in that name mm-hmm. is like uh, another animal is Thylacoleo. And, and like Thylo Ren from Star Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Thylacus. <laughs> so sorry. Carry so on. that word, anyway, is related to marsupials. So anything with a pouch, that kind of thing. So it raises. Is a thylacine. It's a thylacine. It's also called okay. a Tasmanian tiger. So a kangaroo's a thylacine? No. Kangaroo's a marsupial. But they have a pouch? They, they, they have, have a pouch. pouch. Yeah. So hang on, what's the, what's the what's the defining factor of a thylacine? Uh, it is a marsupial, and yeah. marsupials have pouches, and they give birth to live young, which are usually very underdeveloped. They yeah. come out, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look and like then they and they go into the Yeah, they look like baby beans. Yeah, they do. Yeah, as well. Yeah, they do. I was honestly horrified when I found out. Mm. Not that I've not touched one, but I saw how wet the inside of a kangaroo's sack is. Oh, is it yeah. wet? Mate, it's, it's magically mean. wet. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like. I bet it's like getting inside a it's taunt. Like, it's like Curly's glove Is in it? Of Mice and Men. Just all Vaseline. Vaseline. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. it's a pretty slippery little place. Mm. A bit worse than that, yeah. But um, they they stay in that for months on end and they've got like a teat that they can suck on. Yeah. and that, Or they've got everything a they need is in the, is in the pouch. Teat. how mad's that? Everything yeah, they need is in the pouch. Teat. Yeah. And like wombats have got them, all d- different kind of extinct. <laughs> right, so... Animals it's a different. marsupial, not a thylacine. What's it's no, a no, thylacine? It's it a, is a, but it is yeah. a marsupial. Yeah. So you've got a kangaroo, which is a marsupial, but it's and a wombat a is a marsupial. But they're both thylacines. And what's this called? No. The Tasmanian tiger. Fucking hell, Jack. So a kangaroo, mm-hmm. a thylacine, and a wombat are all marsupials. In, what drinks do they <laughs> order? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Anyway, so this thing, also called. Like Tasmanian tiger, yeah, they were found on the mainland Australia, and they got went extinct relatively recently. So they're essentially a um, a marsupial counterpart to a wolf or a coyote. So okay. they hunted in packs. They had a wolf-like um, head, but it could go to an crazy like degrees, like a you know imagine a dog barking. You can imagine the degrees they go. Whereas the thylacine can, I don't know, it's something crazy, like 150, 180 degree wow. so like snakes wide. Jaws. Crazy, crazy open, yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah, it is yeah, horrifying. Is like the thing off Beetlejuice. What, 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 yeah. what would they use it. that for? What's the purpose? Um, Just catch larger prey? Maybe, yeah. So it must have a larger bite radius to be able to get its teeth around something Crocodiles big. Or, have a radius like that, right? yeah. Maybe yeah. they use the 
incredible pressure from their jaws closing from such a wide angle mm. to echolocate their location. Find <laughs> <laughs> out where they were. Maybe they were the early bats. Or they used the well, air they pressure. Clapped. Yeah, they were Clap boards. Oh no, it's left, Soz. <laughs> There's always one at the front getting lost. <laughs> so this is just a species of Muppets going... <laughs> or the air displacement from the jaw closing helped them to levitate. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Prey never expects so, a levitation. That's it. So they're a thylacine. These are thylacines, also known as Tasmanian tigers, and they're all marsupial animals. Yeah, you got it? They're marsupials. I get that. Yeah. And but when extinct. I said... So a kangaroo's... Are marsupials. Are a thylacine. No, they're not a thylacine. Is it, am I right in saying a thylacine? It's that, a species. That's the Latin name of the species, right? Yeah. Thylacine. Thylacine, yeah. The, well, it's it's the it's the scientific name scientific of the species. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Scientific name of the species. And then Tasmanian tiger is the colloquial That's it. name. Yeah. Okay. And it happens to be a marsupial. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. that's it. See, all these big words getting us tied up. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, a little, little small brain, big word, small brain. Big that's word. it. So when Europeans came over to colonize Australia and use it for farming and sheep and cattle, pretty much, didn't they? Yeah. They used Australia for a lot and of that kind of stuff. And inmates, yeah, can't forget that. Um, the These things were killing a lot of their livestock wow. en masse. So they put out a huge bounty to be able to cull them all back. And they did it so successfully that they drove them, drove them all to, well, they didn't drive them over the sea, but the last stronghold was in Tasmania. And then they became extinct quite recently in the early 1900s, I think it was. I did see an article oh. about this recently. Yeah. Mm. But um, people like, have you heard of Forrest Galante? I can't say I have. Right. So he, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's got his own podcast of his own. He thinks that there's evidence to suggest that there's a wild population still out there in the Northern Territories. Wow. I yeah. love the That's idea cool. that, that are still undiscovered. Um large mammals yeah that's mad right mm. not the idea australia oh. is the place to find them right yes yeah. huge okay. or, or the I... mariana trench yeah what mammals well there wouldn't be mammals <laughs> there, <laughs> well, whales are mammals so uh, you yeah. know I, I, as okay. soon as i said it, yeah. Yeah. I felt like it. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. yes. get pretty deep boy mm-hmm. yes yeah, um giant squid yeah not a mammal <laughs> Marsupial <laughs> Thylocene Cephalopod <laughs> Cephalopod, that's a good Good name as well Isn't Cephalopod, Cephalopod. Wow. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah. I just had to um, Search something on a search engine Oh yeah because I, Is that what you were doing then? Yeah, because we'd been Fuck talking her. about species And a word popped into my head It was speciation <laughs> And I yeah. always When I first learnt what speciation was it blew my mind. I'm like, that's a brilliant word. I wish I knew. Can you enlighten me? I will now enlighten you. Yeah, yeah. Speciation is when a species evolves to a certain point that it's indistinguishable from its original origin. It becomes its own species. Oh, that happens quite a lot recently, Mm. right? That keeps happening recently because of humans. There's so many different... What, like like forced evolutionary? Yeah, because they've been pushed so much to be able to either adapt or die in the presence of humans, what we've done to the planet, that they've completely changed into different species to be able to cope. So there's, for example, there is moths, I think, in England and definitely um, further on the continent, that because of the ash and the soot, they were like completely bark-coloured to begin with, these kind Mm -hmm. of moths. And because of the ash and the soot, yeah, they're mottled white. 
to this because all the trees had so much ash and carbon pretty much put on them they've developed this sickly white color yeah with the obviously you know that it's the soot is pretty much bound what that's called they've had to have these pigmentation where it camouflages against the soot yeah so and there's all these kinds of different variations from animals having to deal with us fucking the world up pretty much the gentrification of the mall yeah that's it i didn't even finish my thought on the fucking silent (laughs) fire scene they're trying to bring it back to life pretty much why? That's because yeah. like they, Jurassic Park style. Yeah, I'm much. all for yeah. Jurassic Park, but leave the big caterpillar in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want to go back to the chimp thing, but there's some things that just need not exist. In That's there. true. Well, like chimps, they do exist now. Mm. So you chimps want them to not around. exist. They are. Just mm. to just to dial mm. back round to um, yeah that thing we were just talking about, what? which has now left my brain. Thylacine. No. Just moths? after that, before the moths. Is it the same Evolution. Oh. So, no, the, the spe- speciation, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because um, they say that evolution progresses the fastest during times of great stress or extreme conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, and obviously... Uh, the uh, strongest... Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah. Darwin, Charles Darwin. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> He ate turtles. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we get so clever. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> yeah. he ate but, a lot of um, exotic animals. Really. Yeah. That's how he learned so much, I guess. Yeah. What just through? Nah, I bet he was into all that, like, mm. like, like old, herbalist shit. Old, you know, where he like no, eat no. tiger bones. And he was like, now I got the strength of a tiger, man. Old yeah. white guy, like. If I do this, it will empower me. Yeah, so mm. like the yeah. old Chinese medicine kind of thing. But yeah. so anyway, survival of the fittest. Right. Yeah. So evolution moves so much faster in times of extreme, um, you know, danger or uh, conditions. Yeah, yeah. We talk about the ice age and uh, the the well, we we imagine it was a meteor strike that took out the uh, the dinosaurs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. These are these extreme events. But right now, with the way that humanity has progressed and we've we've covered the earth and we've changed the landscape of the earth in a mm. way that is almost comparable to the Ice Age. Yeah, we're, we're an extinction-level event. Yeah, we are literally yeah. an extinction-level event for the the natural life on earth. We're parasitic mm. almost in that, yeah. in that mm-hmm. um, respect. Definitely. It's kind of, I just think it's interesting that we're witnessing that enhanced evolution mm. because of our actions. Yeah. Definitely in the earth, and we yeah. can we can literally see it happening before our eyes, and people still deny. Yeah, it's like mad. Climate change and all that sort of stuff. Mm. You know, some people it's consider crazy. humans an endangered species because of the rate of which our fertility is dropping. Oh, oh, right. Through to microplastics. Really? Yeah. So human fertility is on such a steep decline that we are classed as endangered. There's billions of us, but <coughs> the the rate of You've been reading too much Greenpeace again. No. <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing, did it? <laughs> uh, I would love to cite my source on that. Yeah. But, uh, no, like many fair. things I've forgotten. Well, um, but no, apparently we are becoming less and less fertile. Yeah. Yeah, I Largely due that. to much yeah. microplastics. It, I think China's having a, a bit of a crisis with reproduction at the minute. And Japan. And Japan, yeah. Yeah, definitely Japan. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I think it might be Japan that I'm thinking of. I think yeah. China may be less so, but... Um, yeah, Japan in particular is uh, they're having a loneliness yeah. epidemic, aren't they? Where mm. people are so isolated. Yeah, by people the are isolated. Yeah. It's the um, there's a word for it. What's it? the Japanese word for it? 
Oh, oh fuck! I did. I did know, but it's yeah. It's pretty much just the Japanese for. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Carry on. Mm. Not what you're saying. It's probably ikigai, like every single Instagram reel that I see at the minute. What's that then? Just wanted. That's the uh, Japanese. Um, it's the word for finding your purpose. It's like the balance between what you love doing, what you can get paid for, and what society needs. I like that. I can imagine there's a lot of colloquialisms. No, it's not really colloquialism because yeah, that's well, a local yeah. thing. But think it, Germans think have a lot of names for things. So when Zeitgeist. you exp- yeah. Zeitgeist. Mm, I like them. When you Schadenfreude. 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 Yeah. What's Schadenfreude? That's uh, laughing at other people's dismay. Isn't yeah. It? Or despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have a full lexicon of like those type of things. Mm. Hikikomori. That's the word I was looking for. Well. Yeah, it's the word for shut in. And there's a huge epidemic of it because of their the social structure that was born, especially out of the 80s, because they experienced a huge economic boom. Mm. And then all of a sudden that the methods used to keep it going didn't work anymore. So Japanese people um, are expected to work long after their um, um, normal hours that we work in the West. There's yeah. a lot more um, honour about that and pride in yeah, the work there. Yeah, there is. There? Yeah, there's a completely different hierarchical structure as well between like a worker and, mm. and their boss and how you're supposed to be treated. It's almost a different... It's a different dialect, technically. It's like a caste Honorifics. Yeah, yeah, mm. sort of, yeah. But um, that's caused this epidemic of people being lonely because they don't want to deal with it, so they shut in permanently for years and years on end. Mm. They don't go outside. Or they just basically go to the shops or get people to do errands for them. They could have been, like, a CEO of a tech company or something and then go, nah, like, I'm, I've gone into a mental breakdown and yeah, shut away from the world. It. Yeah, Hikikomori. What's the what's the name for um, you know when you someone films themselves eating? Yeah. Um, oh right. And that, that's a, a big mukbang. thing in Japan. Mukbang. Yeah. Mukbang, and that's because so much of Japanese culture revolves around eating with loved ones and eating with family and in a group. Uh-huh. That now all these people live in these uh, like small houses where they're forced to to you know like live on their own and in isolation. Right. They watch these videos to to feel like they're. I mean that. Is that's that really is that right? I mean, I can't say from first-hand experience. Sure. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's like what I've read and what people have, have said. But yeah, but it's, it's because it's it's you're experiencing something with someone else, or experiencing what they're experiencing with them. That's a big thing about Twitch in general, right? Mm. So it's like you're sat there in the room playing video games with mm. with an old mate or something. Like we've all been around to friends' houses and played a multiplayer game, but passed the controller around. I think we're it's incredibly that kind of fortunate yeah. that yeah. we have a good we're not even support we've just got a good network yeah. um, and we're a lot of people don't have that <coughs> yeah. incredibly lucky yeah. we've met the, you know, the friends that we have and we have quite a big group of friends as well it's we really like, do yeah. and particularly for our point in life I think it's it's becoming increasingly rare for that to continue on really yeah for how long we've all known each other yeah and it gets rarer as you get older mm. so these like people fall away or people pass away unfortunately and then people get more and more lonely Luckily, we've got such a large network of friends that the chances of that lessen a little bit. Yeah, we're very, and, very fortunate. We can afford a few losses as well. Like, <laughs> chat with, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, levitation, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the end of uh, oh fucking hell, is it called? Is it the Birdman? Right. What's that film at the end? I can't spoil the end. Birdman. I can't even. I can't even tell you what the film's called. So I'm not really spoiling anything. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. Great anecdote right there. So. That's it. Good half of an anecdote. Then. 
Yeah, that's it. It's barely even a hole. Mm. I didn't even string together the initial part. <laughs> I don't know. You barely string together a sentence. <laughs> so we've covered thylacines. Yeah, which I didn't mm. even finish. Mm. But, yeah, um, gonna, no, you said you were, were going to bring them back into... Uh, yeah, I've had this tab up for like a million years now. They were going to have brought a lot of things back and they haven't done it yet, have they? That's it. Well, they were going to do that with woolly mammoths, right? Because like a large area of the like the, you know, the Siberia, Siberian tundra, and they've got like, God, amazing amounts of um, like evergreen forests, pretty much. There's hardly anything in them. There's mm. the only thing that used to traverse them but that were hardy enough that could make use of any of the super tough fauna that lived there were mammoths, Babushkas. really. Yeah. Yeah. Old um, women and mammoths. Also, if you're, not, <laughs> if you're not as big as a mammoth, you probably end up getting lost in the blinding whiteness of the tundra. That's it. Eyes flow ah. nowhere to go. Eyes flow nowhere to go, lost in the blinding whiteness of the tundra. Check him out. Check <laughs> him out. <laughs> <laughs> they call him the shrew. The best line in that is uh, um, boosh, boosh, stronger than a moose. That's it. Don't lock your door, we'll come in through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing lyric. <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> genius. That's my Yeah. Noel yeah. Fielding should have been in a band, really, shouldn't he? Yeah. And Julian Barrett. He wrote all the music. Work. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. Have you seen Julian Barrett's film? No. Not, not the one about the robot. Mindhorn. Mindhorn. Yeah. No. I thought Mindhorn was great. It was, was good. It good? Yeah. I need to yeah. watch it. It was I good. I do need to watch it. Yeah. Detective it's funny. Mindhorn. It's really That's good. That's it. It's about a, a guy that played a detective in the 80s, wasn't right. it, in a TV show. And there's this this serial killer who says the only person he'll speak to in the police is Detective Mindhorn because he like grew up with these tapes like watching Mindhorn so he was like he's the only one I can trust he's got a robotic eye that can only see the truth or something yeah his truth eye yeah so funny but they mentioned that you know in the the radio show Mm. of the Mighty Boosh they mentioned Mindhorn in that Mm. and he just ran with the name and made made the bloody film I love surrealism me too it's incredible so do you know what is surreal Mm. Thylacines. So, <laughs> so the BBC News, the title for this is Tasmanian Tiger. Scientists hope to revive marsupial from extinction. A researcher in Australia and the US are embarking on a multi-million dollar project to bring the Tasmanian tiger back from extinction. Why? Well, the last known one officially called thylacine died in the 1930s. The team behind the bid say it can be recreated using stem cells and gene editing technology and the first thylacine could be reintroduced into the wild in 10 years' time. So it was because of how relatively recently these predators and at the time probably apex predators because there's not many that many It's almost like it would still have a place in the food chain. It it hasn't been long enough that it would affect the future chain in a negative way it probably needs it that's it mm. so does that mean that they've already made the um the like the vocal chamber like they did like a Jurassic velociraptor yeah, yeah. They, they've already made that bit so they know what it sounds like and now they're just gonna they've got to make well the that's thing. it and that's what jordan's prepared for us tonight jordan how do they sound <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that there, an official rip from the Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear it again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was better. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like 
becomes a Holocene in the room, not Holocene. The it's haunting, isn't it? Mm. Not, a <laughs> not, not an entire. I felt like the whole Holocene was in the room. <laughs> an entire era. Oh my god. Anyway, because like Australia goes through quite often, it has to. I think in the past it's had to call emus and kangaroos because their population exploded. Whereas this thing, when it was around, used to. <laughs> I call didn't the, hear you yeah, say yeah, call. call I heard you say call, and they were calling <laughs> the emus. <laughs> there was something called the emu war, which was. I've heard, I've heard, of heard this. about yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to call back the emu population because it exploded, and the emus won, technically. <laughs> And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> when nature fights back, <laughs> they're all exploding. <laughs> all the emus have run into battle. They've got Vietnam helmets on an AK-47. <laughs> oh my god! Were AK-47s used in the Vietnam War? Surely they've been used everywhere. I'm pretty sure the AK-47 was invented before the pen. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that we landed a man on the moon before they put wheels on suitcases? Yeah, that's stupid, right? And non-stick frying pans only came about because of the moon missions. Yeah. Teflon was the the material was invented to cover the front of the um the, the pods for re-entry into the atmosphere. Really, pretty cool, yeah. amazing. That's so the, you the, the first yeah. result for the Emu War, the Emu War, also known as the Great Emu War, mm -hmm. was a nuisance wildlife management military operation undertaken in Australia over the later parts of 1932. And it was seen as a failure. How do they you used, lose? They used, used fully automatic weapons. Yeah. They don't have and arms. They're trying to yeah. gun down these emus. That's to it. be fair, I bet their heads are hard to hit. That's it. They're Hang tiny. on, how, wait. How many casualties did the Australian military face? Um, now, I what think there an was, important I think, question. I think there was casualties. No, there wasn't. Because they shot at each other, maybe. Oh, my Blue God. on blue. Mm. No, no, yeah. that's it. Anyway, so... The war. So this is Wikipedia, by the way. So the take, it, know, with a pinch of salt. take it with a pinch of salt. Really? The, yeah. So oh, well, it's because anyone could edit it. So I've edited many a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. You so in my time. Are an evil man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always. I'll just like pick someone like, like <laughs> um, I don't know, like some famous person. You're the. Mm. Can't even you're how one. rumors Gary start. Yeah, Gary literally. Glitter. That was not a rumour, by the way. Just wanted to say that, <laughs> say that for the record. Not a rumour. Yeah. Yeah. So the Emu War, also, this is going off the back of what I just said, also known as the Great Emu War, nuisance military operation, right, is part uh, undertaken in Australia over the later part of 1932 to address the public concern over the number of emus said to be running amok in the what the Campion district of Western Australia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The unsuccessful attempts to curb the population of emus, a fl large flightless bird indigenous to Australia, employed soldiers armed with Lewis guns, which are like machine light machine guns, guns right? yeah, yeah. yeah, leading to the media to adopt the name Emu War when referring to the incident. While a number of the birds were killed, the emu population persisted and continued to cause crop destruction. And the reason why that the emu and and kangaroo population explodes i'm not reading this anymore it's because there's nothing to kill them to hunt yep. them naturally mm -hmm. so there used mm -hmm. to be thylacine which are wolf and there used to be also something called really fucking cool it's called thylaca leo and you wow. know what that is thylaco thy like thylacine this is a wolf-like predator thylaca leo leo's in the name it's lion, lion. Yeah. it's a marsupial lion and the way that its jaw was um was made it was like cool looked like a big cat pretty much looked pretty much like a panther but when you looked at its 
jaws when it was um, either bearing them or from a skull, they look like like guillotine blades. They don't. You've got oh, normal so it's one flat. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So they literally yeah. couldn't cut. Cunt. They literally. I'm bleeping that. They cut. <laughs> they cut sheer chunks of their prey off wow. instead you of could instead of take them down. Neck off with that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have teeth that were like comparable to nail clippers almost. So yeah, yeah. they grab a chunk of meat and literally, bam, it's gone. So that whole area, surface area, is gone. Whereas a normal lion will go through the throat yeah. and use like a death hold around the throat. Yeah, that's tear, it. Yeah. Yeah, so it, I need to see a skeleton. It's insane. This. Yeah, so I'll I'll find one for you. The scary it's thing beautiful. is, beautiful. Instead of using machine guns now, they can just use CRISPR and just make everything infertile. CRISPR. Mm. Oh, the oil. CRISPR. CRISPR is gene editing software. Yeah, so they Mad. did. They were on about Severely doing it in mosquitoes. Like, really learn about CRISPR. Very interesting. Don't know what it stands for. Big long words. Yeah, but it's gene editing software, so you could make your baby's eyes blue if you wanted to. Mm. You can't because illegal and unethical. But um, there was talk. Was it a mosquito population? They're on about eradicating malaria by just breeding, just introducing one mosquito into. Uh, a horde of mosquitoes that would then breed this virus throughout them that would kill them all, for example. Yeah. That's it's it. mad that all of that came from a Jamiroquai song. Mm. Which one? Virtual Insanity. Do you? Where he talks about uh, being able to pick the colour of your child. I don't... Not being right, because he's talking about uh, gene editing and... and Is uh, he really? Yeah, because I, I remember in the early 2000s, actually, there was quite a big thing about being able to... Um, well, there was Dolly the sheep, wasn't there? Yeah, they Dolly the sheep made a clone and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were also uh, really into trying to figure out whether a kid was going to have uh, like life-altering disabilities. Mm-hmm. And right. they basically were coming up saying, like, uh, if it does, we can get rid of it early. And then yeah. they were basically saying, obviously, there's a whole ethical debate around that, which is mental. Mm-hmm. Um, they like, gave us that question for when Bert was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. we ticked the box saying, don't... You know, unless like if they wanted to know essentially if we wanted to terminate the pregnancy, if we found out that there was any evidence that our kids would have Down syndrome, yeah, we tick the box saying we'll would carry on with the pregnancy regardless yeah, yeah. of. Oh really? It's an opt in, opt out now. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the case. So they're. Just, I think how they how they did it. They is can't that, mean postnatal, surely. Oh, man, I don't know. But they checked the vertebrae. So when when the when they had the scans of the kids when they were in a quite a quite a underdeveloped state, they'd check something to do with the vertebrae. And I don't know what they were looking for, but they were looking for signs of um Down syndrome. And we were we were, we were like, well, we don't care. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. like as long as they're healthy and happy and they've got a good home, we'd carry on with things. It doesn't change anything. I think in our for heads some people at all, it does. Not whatsoever. So. I don't think people can be blamed for that. No, I it's agree too. Very yeah. difficult. Yeah. I'm sure. Of course. I don't know, but I'm sure it's very difficult. I yeah. think people It's their choice. Yeah, I might not agree with that, no, but I'll defend right. their right to have that choice to be able to do mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Depending yeah. on how far developed the the child is in mm. in the pregnancy, right? Mm. Yeah. You I know. mean I I obviously am pro-choice when it comes to any sort of childbearing and, and yeah. you know abortion and whatever but um but i think to decide <laughs> to decide it on Jack. on the, the 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 fact of whether the kid's gonna have a disability or yeah. not that's the mental part 
because if you're going to do, do it if you're going to if you're going to have an abortion because it's a personal choice mm-hmm. i don't you know i'm not in a position to have a child or whatever i don't want to have a child yeah. fine but to be like I don't know. I've never been in this situation, so it's, it's this, hard to oh, catch. I feel like well, we're on sweaty ground. Yeah, I, I know. Ground, yeah, I feel yeah. Like this um, is this is unpublishable. I couldn't so. be yeah. Yeah. less right for this conversation. Yeah, none of us. I mean, I, really. I don't. I I don't personally. I would. I'd love children, but I don't know whether I'm. Yeah, I've, I've, not, I've not met the person. I think if anyone ever. was to what's the um, mm. what what's the word? It's snails. They change gender don't they yeah they do yeah and they impregnate themselves and what are they called they're um <laughs> not hermaphroditic uh, yeah, um, yeah not that <laughs> no no hermaphroditic no. what is not, it yeah um, oh get ma- guys get these fucking pronouns correct or we're gonna get fucking cancelled yeah, so anyway they can like many other animals change their gender like some fish can depending mm-hmm. on the environment that, that they're in to be able to carry on the species you yeah, know and yeah. then you know like pass on their genetic anyway, material. My point so, yeah, was it's asexual reproduction. Asexual yeah. reproduction. Yeah. If any, if I found out that any one of my guy mates was pregnant, I feel like it'd be you, Jacob. <laughs> I'll take that. I have a, I have a feminine energy that's hard to deny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel I like see it too. as a positive. Mm. Yeah. I think it's glowing now, even glowing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the background radiation from my granddad's Christmas island. <laughs> He's not even hot. joking. That is an insane story, Jordan, if you haven't heard it. You what? His granddad was on... He, uh, yeah. What, during a nuclear test? Such a, such a tangent. Yeah, my granddad was a nuclear test veteran on Christmas island in the 60s. Uh, anything to get 50, away from fucking pregnancy. 50s and 60s. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this unfortunately does, does circle back around to pregnancy. Bollocks. That, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, like uh, to be fair, it's, it's a pretty cool story. If you mm. Like, um, so they were all on. There was basically a, a couple of battalions of uh, English and American troops, yeah, stationed on Christmas Island in the late fifties, early sixties, pre Cold War era, testing nuclear weapons, right? Mm. Um, and my granddad was in one of those troops. They basically used to send. Uh, send them out for six months at a time. So they'd go out to Christmas Island, they'd stay there for six months, and then they'd come back. Right. Um, and whilst they were out there, they would see a number of uh, nuclear explosions, blasts that go off. And basically, Christmas Island is quite a small island in the Mediterranean, I believe. Mm. Um, so all the crabs are. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what they were um, attacking. <laughs> war on crabs. <laughs> yeah. The crab war. Yeah, the great crab war. <laughs> the great crab war. <laughs> Machine guns weren't working. Machine guns, they had to use nukes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting out of hand. They're like the mud crabs in the uh, in Skyrim. Oh, oh fucking hell. Fuck they'll, the they'll mess you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck the mud crabs. That's on a t shirt. It's in the merch. The merch link is in the description fuck below. The mud crabs. Fuck that's the mud crabs. One. I'd wear that t shirt as well. I'd wear the shit Meaning. out of that shirt. Anyway, <laughs> nuclear detonation. Yeah, so, yeah. So they were stationed on the the island for six months at a time. Um, And basically, the only jobs they had to do was to maintain where they were staying and cook. And that was pretty much it. There was Mm. no military ambition there. It was literally just looking after this place whilst they carried out military test events. Mm. Um, uh, Sorry, nuclear test events. Um, So basically, whenever they'd carry out a nuclear test event, they would uh, get all of the people on the island on board a uh, aircraft carrier right 
that aircraft carrier would move out offshore, maybe about 20 miles offshore of the island, or maybe 10 miles offshore of the island, I'm not sure on logistics, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's an area away from the island. Sure. Um, and they would get all of the, the servicemen on the top deck of the air, aircraft carrier facing towards the direction of the nuke. Great. Right. Um, and they'd all be sat on their knees on the top deck, um, all facing the same direction. And there'd be a staff sergeant at the front saying to them, right, we're going to, this is what's going to happen now. We're going to set off a, uh, a nuclear weapon, um, you know, like maybe 10 miles in that direction off coast. Fucking um, hell. And then basically we, what you all need to do is take the palms of your hands and push them as hard as you can into your eye sockets. Right. Like that. Otherwise, you'll go completely blind because the, the, the power of a nuclear blast, the, the light that's created in that reaction mm. is so intense that it will burn through your eyelids and destroy your retinas because wow. your eyelids aren't thick enough to protect you from it. That's how powerful it is. So I, I've same. watched interviews <laughs> with blokes that were there and they, it brought them to tears yeah. because it was such a biblical experience yeah, went, yeah. this shouldn't exist yeah, yeah, it's it crazy. is horrifying but my, my my granddad always used to tell me this story growing up of him the first nuclear test event he saw on the top deck mm. this carrier looking out over this, the ocean his palms pushed as hard as possible into his eye sockets and the explosion goes off and he sees every bone and every capillary and every vein in his hand through his skin and through his eyelids, and he sees them clear, like an X-ray, <sighs> through his own eyes. That's horrific. Because of how intense the, the light is. Wow. And it's um, yeah, it's quite something. That's horrific. But obviously, how's the, his vision now? Well, what if he's still around? How's yeah? How no, was his no, vision? He's, he's still about. It's oh, good. cool. It's um, yeah. The BBC actually, uh, um. Say interrogated, <laughs> interviewed him, <laughs> interviewed him a little while back oh, about uh, communist. <laughs> With your Did you bring any vision? books to Christmas Island? <laughs> yeah. His granddad. What do you know about the crabs? <laughs> <laughs> do you know about the crabs? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> X-ray vision yeah. crabs. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it sounds incredible. Obviously, it's horrific. Um, Mm. There's been loads and loads of uh, fallout from that. These people mm. were, um, you know, subject to quite high levels of radiation. Yeah. Um, and the subsequent fallout, you know, falling back onto the island after that and all that yeah, sort of stuff. And yeah. they're living in it for six months at a time. Mm. So a lot of these people um, ended up with various levels of radiation poisoning. Mm. And none of them ever got any compensation from the government in England or America because... Oh. They just claimed ignorance, saying we didn't know what it was going to do. Yeah. But my granddad's shown me photos of the the labs they had there and the um, the scientists that were on site, all in hazmat suits. Right. All you know, all tooled up, doing blood tests and stuff on all the servicemen that were there. Wow. So they were clearly testing for it. Yeah, and, yeah, You yeah. know, trying to figure mm -hmm. out what the effects were on human life, how safe these weapons were, and uh, yeah, not not a single. Not a single payout. Oh, you know those tests are mate, a point crazy. of reference. In, is it radiocarbon dating? And they can look in the eyes of a marine life. Um, so, like whether it's a Greenland shark or a particular creature in the sea that they know has been around for some time, mm -hmm. they can. There's a certain radioactive isotope that, if it was born 
after that nuclear test you wouldn't see the isotope in the eye yeah. whereas if it yeah, was born yeah, before yeah. you would go okay well it's at least this old yeah. because it was present yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry it was the other way around that's yeah crazy. it would be there afterwards but well, it that's because be before we did it an atom that. had never been split before no exactly yeah, isn't it insane that they thought they they were so unsure of what would happen that they thought the entire atmosphere could become fire and they were like yeah, yeah. let's do it pretty crazy like, yeah. that might happen we don't know we'll go with that let's pull the trigger it's pretty oh, crazy oh I hate you human race <laughs> oh, the large hadron collider has a chance of creating a black hole mm-hmm. yeah well they say that yeah they don't, they don't know whether it's like oh right is that like, inaccurate i don't know if it's inaccurate but it's or it's an amazingly infinite almost infinitely small chance that it could happen mm. well the, right. the, the, the whole reason they did that is they were trying to find the higgs boson right that's it yeah. the mm-hmm. god, the god yeah, that's yeah. it and um, it, what is, 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 is that dark cool. energy? No, but that's what they're doing right now. Is it? Yep, they're trying to uh, simulate or find dark matter. Mad. So I, I was into a podcast, uh, um, Ed Gamble and James. Oh, Ed, right. So, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Off Menu podcast. Yeah, yeah. And they had um, Brian, Cox. Brian Cox on mm-hmm. talking about black holes and stuff. I'd love to have him um, on this. Mate, he's amazing. He's mm. just a, f- a font of knowledge. Yeah. I ever given knowledge. I bet he doesn't do a quarter of an anecdote, does he? No, <laughs> no he, he does a full anecdote. And a it doesn't matter one. how many times he gets interrupted, he finishes that thing. It's wow. crazy. He's like <laughs> unstoppable. Yeah. But, um, like a juggernaut of knowledge. <laughs> so that podcast. Yeah, he was, um, he was talking about how they've just repurposed the Large Hadron Collider in CERN in Sweden right. um, to look for dark matter or to try and simulate dark matter or to try and figure out what it is because because of the way physics works, mm. because we have matter There has to be <coughs> antimatter Almost, yeah, pretty mm. much mm. But and there's it, this like un- they're, they're thinking of it like an untapped resource aren't they? Because we can't say it, but it could be used yeah, if we could yeah, find it. But we don't, we don't know what it is really, so no. we don't know, yeah Mm. Mm. talking mm. about black holes and event horizons and all that sort of stuff good film great film uh, right thank you. a lot of people don't agree with me on that and i'm glad you do that was a was sam neil right say what sam neil yeah horizon mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and who else was in it uh lawrence fishburne yeah lawrence fishburne yeah. Man. incredible film yeah they find hell Mm-hmm. You know, what a great concept. You know, a part of that was inspired by the Warhammer universe. Was it? Yeah. This oh. is not podcast they... for this, Jordan. Please, oh, please. Don't no, but there's so much it'll lore. snowball. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. It's one. not the right podcast. Mm. But, like they go to, through the warp kind of thing, mm. and they come out the other side. It's like warp travel in the Warhammer universe, yeah. pretty much. Well, you've mm. got to do it protected, or you go through hell, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> That's the end of that. Because we'd snowball. Do you feel better now? On. No. You got that off your chest. There's so much more. To oh, I don't. Talk about, aren't it? <laughs> Put him back in his box. That's it. Do you, right. do you want to talk about black holes for a second? No. 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 <laughs> are, are we running out of time? Too scary. Yes, we are. Actually, okay, fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh my god. It's too scary. I know. Yeah. You seen no. the time? Oh. Yeah, it's chased us a bit. Mm-hmm. So I've been like coming up to two hours now. Really? Yeah. So I just want to say a few things about the podcast before we wrap things up so the a to z that you whinge about all the time mm-hmm. that I don't Bring do it, enough of yep. yeah that's going to have its separate feed so it's not going to be on the cicada lounge podcast feed okay. it's going to have its own cicada lounge 
network a to z feed by itself nice yeah so this it feed, deserves its own it feed. It do, it yeah own well yeah i think so yeah instead of being hiding in between every fourth episode that we kick out here yeah. if i had children produce. they would be listening to that yeah every night yeah absolutely a for x a lot honestly yeah the first time i listened to that blew me away like yeah. the sound design it took it me great. Really yeah. awesome. i'm glad you enjoyed it but um i want to be able to put more time into those and they i think they stand out more if they were a b c d e f g back and back yeah. on I their own feed just put your kids up for adoption you'd have way more time that's it well the the next one's already been written mm-hmm. i've wrote the next one really and the one what after that what is it is it b yeah what <laughs> i did not see that coming <laughs> <laughs> so it's um the uh bumblebee hummingbird Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> I don't know this bit. <laughs> Ace Ventura, right? Yeah. Is it? To be that fair, is it, I've right? seen Ace Ventura one time. Oh, you're missing oh, out. And I know that I should watch your it childhood? again. Because I think it was yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a good film. Ridiculous. It was. So I'm not seeing Sorry. it in a long time. Yeah. Continue, right? so, um, yeah, so that's the next one. Nice. And I've got a few scripts lined up after that but i just need to literally sit down and record them mm-hmm. but um there's more they've i've already recorded pre-recorded interviews the next um interview with my interviewees coming up really soon after this one um but yeah that's that's more or less it really we're going to carry these on yeah i think we're having good fun with these and they shorten the time in between the interviews and it's nice having just like casual chat about the natural world even if we go on tangents and things absolutely yeah this has been really fun to be mm. fair i've really enjoyed this yeah it's yeah. been it's been yeah, a good laugh good. yeah definitely Th- thank you for having us on again right. speaking with jack yeah no worries <coughs> and if uh, one of us like ducks out because we're because we're busy it doesn't matter you know we'll just carry on we don't need jacob anyway yeah. Um, he'll probably yeah. even be though it's his studio, studio right himself into a canal sort of <laughs> he hasn't figured out how sam flapping around his bedroom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair water i imagine would really fuck you up trying to it make would wouldn't yeah that's it quite absorbative yeah but is um it? what what is water yeah is it a sound absorber? of sound yeah. if you think how come you, you can think hear how sound travels then? through air sonar you, no, no, that no, no, can't no, 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 be no, no. right. Yeah, 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 okay. Oh, from air to sea. No, no, even through the water, sound travels less far because the molecules are heavier and it has to physically move the molecules to move through the, the substance, right? But aren't they more dense or closer together? Huh? Yeah, but... So, <laughs> you know what we're going to do some external research away from yeah. microphones on this yeah, one yeah, yeah that's yeah. it so anyway yeah we're going to wrap this up so thank you very much everyone for listening thank you Jacob and Jack for joining me on another after hours talking about utter bollocks and going on tangents and whatnot. and we will um, upload more normal interviews very soon and we'll keep these going because these are really really fun we'll cut oh. out all yeah. that bollocks about sound waves in between can we well. please <laughs> sign off mm. with one more impression of a thylacine i forgot how it went how'd it go that's it tell the uh, director to it. <laughs> hi jordan here if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review and rate us 
It really helps the podcast grow and helps us make better content overall. If you want more episodes, find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All music tracks are provided by Epidemic Sound.